I'm Let's ready. go. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, Hannah. I'm really happy you're here. For the ones that don't know Hannah, Hannah is. Well, Hannah, present yourself, please. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Um, I'm Hannah. Um, I'm Estonian. And, well, I have a master's degree in public health. And I'm also currently working in the field of health and nutrition, which is also like. The reason why I invited me to come here, but I'm also Vala's friend <laughs> and we live together in Brussels for a year. I invite her because of all of her knowledge, but also because I think that what you know could really be helpful for many people. And also, of course, I mean, it's always a pleasure having you in my tiny little room. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for inviting me. You're very welcome. And thank you for coming, really. Pick a question. Okay. What is something you're looking forward to? Um, well, to be honest, vaccination. I'm looking forward to getting vaccinated because then I will feel a bit more safe meeting with people, which is something that I really like to do. And how is it in Estonia right now? I'm actually getting vaccinated next week. Whoa! Yes, <laughs> I've been looking for it for a really long, very long time. Um, but yes, yeah, since end of May, now uh, everybody can get vaccinated. Wow. So, uh, it's so cool. what's the percentage of uh, people vaccinated in Estonia? Right now, it's uh, almost 500,000 people vaccinated in Estonia with at least one shot. And considering that Estonia is only 1.3 million people, it's actually a pretty good <laughs> statistic. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. I'm so happy. You will yeah. send me a picture when you're vaccinated. Yeah, I can okay. do that. <laughs> okay, my turn to take a uh, one. Yeah. Let's see. Um, no, I have already. <laughs> okay. Favorite song? <laughs> I think... Um, I will always love Candy from Paolo Nutini, and I don't know why it's my favorite song, but I yeah. I think I don't even know that song. I'll put it to you afterwards. <laughs> okay. So mm -hmm. I've been listening to my podcast before, and I was like, I I always say awesome. I say uh, fuck a lot. I don't want to say those words. So if you if you see me saying that, just like do like this, you know, so just like pinch me or something okay <laughs> and if i say so cool also okay i want to <laughs> learn new vocabulary <laughs> okay i will try <laughs> excellent yes as hannah said she has a master in public health and she's well she's an expert in nutrition i would say i mean she doesn't want to be called like that because she doesn't want to have all this weight behind but really hannah what you will say uh as we're saying this is a, a lot of bullshit but has a very good background behind so what would you like to start with? Oh, that's a... I, <laughs> I didn't uh, expect that you would ask me what I want to start with. Um, but yeah, first of all, yes, the expert thing. Like, I don't consider myself an expert, but I have learned a lot about health and I follow a lot of topics on nutrition. And now I also work professionally in it, um, in a public institute. So it also means, like, you have to follow... Um, somewhat also what is the really really super scientific so to make sure that you don't damage the public in any way you know um i guess we can also start with like what do you think is the biggest concern for people when it comes to nutrition because the thing is i'm very much into the topic so for me like a lot of things are quite um like, I find everything interesting about the topic, you know? <laughs> and how did you start this nutrition adventure? Well, I think that, to be honest, it's because I was, like, kind of a chubby kid uh, for my whole life. So I was just 
you know, like hearing all of these news about these diets and all these things that you should do and all this information about how bad it is it to be overweight and so on. And um, I was like learning more and more throughout the years. And then at some point I, I also started to like cooking. So then I also started to like the other side and I just wanted to understand how it all comes together. And uh, yeah, then after like I did my psychology degree, uh, my bachelor degree in psychology, I just decided that honestly what I'm really interested in is nutrition and specifically in the public sense of it. Uh, and that's why I went to do my master degree. And then that's where I went into it actually more deeply, I would say. And what type of things do you like to cook? For people that don't know, Hannah is vegan. Yeah, uh, it's true. Actually, also the because no, I, the whole thing of me looking into food so long like that also what made me go vegan because I was actually looking for like how to be the healthiest. And uh, I'm not saying that to be the healthiest, you have to be vegan. Um, but I just found a lot of information about veganism. And then I learned about other things about veganism, like animal rights, like the uh, impact on the environment. And that's what... Um, really made me go vegan in the end. And what I like to cook? Well, I like to cook uh, all types of Asian food a lot. Uh, I remember that. Yes. <laughs> and and uh, I really like to experiment with different cuisines. And uh, I think it's also because in Estonia, you don't always have the variety of different uh, cultural foods. So I try to make them, but uh, of course it's, uh, it's like a, try and test it out way all the time you were commenting me the other day about your trip to usa mm -hmm. and how that was like your beginning of veganism maybe you can mm -hmm. tell a bit of like how this started yes yeah, so so when before i went to the us um i went there for half a year for one semester for an exchange student and a lot of my friends told me that um if you go to the us uh you will gain weight because the food is so bad there and of course, it's a very stereotypical approach and also quite... But I don't think it's only about the quality of uh, food being bad, but mm -hmm. also the fact like we were com commenting with a friend that you can get like a menu for one euro, you know? Yes. Like, but here, uh, instead, like in Belgium, you, you can get a Mac menu for 20 euros. Like, Yes, yes, there's, there's many different things at play there. Fast food is extremely cheap there, while vegetables are comparatively more expensive than in Europe. Uh, and uh, also like fast food is more available and all, all these kinds of things. So like, you can say a lot about US food, but I still think it's not nice that people just say that, oh, if you go to US, you're going to gain weight. And in general, it's also like, what if I do, you know, what if I go there, I love the food, I gain weight, and so what? But for me at that time, I was like, oh my god, I cannot gain weight, because that's the bad thing, you know? And then I, I, I went there, and I was like, no, I'm gonna prove them wrong, and I was really... Um, like looking into health, that's like where I started looking into healthy food a lot, and yeah, that's that's what uh, brought me to this, some info about veganism. Um, and yeah, yeah how I, many years are you do, are you vegan already? Five and a half years. Wow. So um, 
I really believe you can be healthy with a vegan diet and it's also proven and it's also supported by many big organizations and like uh, the American Dietary Association. I'm not sure if that's the like proper <laughs> name, but like... You if know. you want to look for it, just go in Google and like <laughs> check for statistics. Yes, exactly. <laughs> check your statistics, people. <laughs> yeah, so there's a, there's a lot of uh, organizations who have said it's fine and now like more and more countries are saying like yes we support vegan diets it's healthier no, not always healthier you can be healthy also but it also a... depends of the person right like there are some people that can't be vegan because of some metabolism or well there are yes there are of course some health issues for example like some people have like very big intolerances or allergies for huge food groups which makes it just very hard to be vegan and you would need to take make maybe like supplements and so on but like uh, for majority of people it is actually suitable mm -hmm. but i think that trick what a lot of people do wrong with veganism is that they don't eat enough or they're not um like they haven't done enough research about uh a healthy vegan diet because it is different from a healthy omnivore diet because it's not like you can leave out the meat and then it's all fine mm. you know and it's also not as simple as you just put beans instead of meat which is like one of the main things but there's still like things that you should look up and what to pay attention to and so on but to be honest that's what also more people should do with their omnivore diet like people don't really think a lot about nutrition unless they want to lose weight i feel like that's the main um, reasoning for most that's people nowadays yeah like, or they want to gain weight because they want to build a lot of muscle that's also another option but it's crazy how we get to a point where the only moment we're looking what we are eating is while someone is saying hey you look a bit chubby or like for example the other day my mom was like hey vale like are you doing sports? And I was like, I am. Like, well, mm -hmm. right now, no, because, well, I sprained my leg. Okay, I haven't done shit <laughs> for, like, six months or maybe more. But my mom hasn't seen me for two years, so she has no idea. And also because your body changed with the years, you know? But, like, she compares me sometimes when, when I was 16 years old. And, of course, I don't have the same body. Of course mm -hmm. not. My flatmate, she's vegetarian. So I try to avoid uh, food that has meat, you know? Mm -hmm. And I have really reduced my, my like, the, the amount of red, uh, red meat that I consume. And I kind of, like, also got to see another scope because that's what I really like about vegetarians. And I'm not a vegetarian or a vegan, but you kind of see that there is more veggies and there's more, like, food that you can include to your diet. What would you recommend to these people that want to get or dig in a bit in the subject? How can they start? Well, for me, the starting point was, uh, well, at first it was some YouTubers and documentaries, but I wouldn't recommend these because you can never know who to trust. Uh, but uh, then I actually followed um, a lot of what the Estonian Vegan Society is publishing as information. I'm not saying that in every country the Vegan Society will give proper information because I cannot know that. But I know that in Estonia they really like cite their sources and they really um, have um, like science-based information on their website about how to be healthy as a vegan. 
and I think that's one of the things that quite helped me. Um, and I know that there's also these mentorship programs for uh, starting this. Um, I, I know, like, especially for the reason of sustainability, which is like one of the reasons most people nowadays try to go uh, vegetarian. Um, so I would just like seek out good information, but even, you know, like even big uh, universities, like I think Harvard has a lot of information about uh, um, about nutrition and uh, Yes, now I'm unsure if it was Harvard or Oxford. <laughs> you can take <laughs> because, your statistics, people. <laughs> because I, I, yeah, I, I don't remember. Or maybe it was even both, and that's why I'm com um, confusing it. But they have a lot of good information about it, and uh, there's huge reporting done recently, also about the because of the sustainability aspect. And then they try to find a diet that is both sustainable and healthy because you cannot have a sustainable diet which is not healthy and then what you know like that's also not good i was actually looking for some well definitions of what's a good nutrition mm -hmm. and a good nutrition well the who says mm -hmm. that it has to maintain health it has to make you feel good have energy increase health and development and between others what would you say is like your your definition of a good nutrition what was the last thing? Increase health and development. Like development of, of society in general. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's very understandable that the World Health Organization also mentions that because uh, they also, like, around the world, the nutrition problems are very different because in some areas you're still struggling with uh, food security and food scarcity and in some areas you have this overflux of food and you have food waste and, and all these... Uh, different types of problems um, but what is a good definition of nutrition I mean I think that all these components that you mentioned are very important um, but in general it's also said that uh, good diet uh, should be um, diverse uh, so that you wouldn't eat like the same thing all the time it should be uh, like you can eat everything in moderation. So I think what's important is like, it's not about, oh, I cannot eat, eat at all this thing. I think that's something that's uh, very widely spread nowadays as well. I think these are a few good things that, yeah, I was thinking about moderation because it's moderation both in the sense of like, uh, that you don't overeat one thing, but you don't overeat in general. But that's more like the problem in the western world and and that's like what my country says uh, because we have a problem with people eating too much really yes do you know like the percentage of uh, obesity in in estonia i know that in estonia it's uh, around 32 percent so it's like one third of people which is quite high and for overweight is 67 percent these are statistics from few years ago but i don't even know if there's any updated ones mm -hmm. um and also from few years ago is that the worldwide obesity is around 16 percent and it has tripled since 1975 so Yes, yes. Uh, but the thing is, like, the world has completely changed from 1975. So it's definitely not only, like, oh, what we eat uh, or what we choose to eat. Because there's also, like, this is an, a whole other topic that uh, I actually think is tackled in very 
not useful ways many times because a lot of times it's put a lot of effort on the person itself like um oh you eat like you're you're obese because you eat super bad and you choose to eat so bad but at the same time like you said that in the us uh, sometimes a menu costs so little while other foods might cost much more so sometimes it's just a matter of also like what's available and for what's your you. budget like yes. as a student i think that we don't take that in consideration yeah. like sometimes some governments because some countries don't even have that for example in peru we don't get help from the government to study yeah and you have uh, either your parents that pay for you or you manage yourself you know yeah but there are some some places where you can get money for i don't know like uh, for the studies for the tuition etc but nobody really pays attention to what students eat in general yeah. because like when you're a student also you're younger so you can eat whatever you want like mm -hmm. you go to i don't know carrefour or like whichever store you have closer by and you will buy the cheapest things because mm -hmm. yeah and also like in, in in united states if you have a menu that costs like one euro and you can buy that you can eat one week with 10 euros you're gonna choose that it's also tasty <laughs> yeah mm. No, the thing is that, of course, people choose what's cheap, what is tasty, and we are used to, like, evolutionar evolutionarily, we were, uh, we, we got used to some th flavors and things that were good for us, so having more energy was, like, in the food, it was useful for us, and uh, having, like, cooked food was also more useful for us and this kind of thing so we're really used to and it's not doesn't mean it's bad you know it doesn't mean that something that has a lot of energy or calories is bad it also doesn't mean that uh, cooked food is bad of course it's not but it's just uh, we really get used to what's around us and it really influences a lot what we do so um Yes, we eat sometimes junk food because of the money, but there are also other reasons, you know, like what's close by to your house, you know, you not don't always have options or what's faster to make because also a lot of people work so many jobs or students also, they often work and study. So you don't really have a lot of time to really cook. Uh, or when you meals. go outside, yeah. if you go outside with friends, I think that's the, the that's the most difficult part of doing a diet. Last year, um, with Alvaro, we were like training every day. We were like taking supplements, and we were like mm -hmm. really making. I mean, I really got in a moment where I was like, I was very careful with what I ate and what mm -hmm. I didn't. But when you go out, imagine you go out and you want to have a drink. What are you gonna eat? Mm -hmm. You're not gonna eat Doritos because you want you're taking care of yourself. Alcohol is a good combination, you know, mm -hmm. like. What should people do when when going out and they want to st still be healthy? I don't know if you get what I mean. Yes, I understand. But it's a very complicated question because, well, the healthiest thing is not to have a beer, you know. But um, <laughs> honestly, like, it's also not bad. You shouldn't also, like, demonize it in the sense of I can never have, have a drink, you know. Um, I think the healthiest to eat in moderation and also, like, choose the places where you can eat as healthy as possible like i think it's always a matter of balancing what's important in your life um so i don't think somebody should stop having any social life just because you cannot eat uh out but you can make healthier like choices you know you can also 
I know like a lot of times I have friends over, you know, it's also very common you put chips on the table, but you don't have to put the chips <laughs> on the table, you know. You can put hummus and you can put carrots. Exactly. And it's also but very this tasty. this is very, uh, a subject that we should also think about, you know, like, because... No. Also, it's because of facility and because it's easier to do. Mm -hmm. You just put chips on the table. Yeah. But if you expose your friends also, like, I, I know mm -hmm. you did this with uh, our friend, with, like, he had a yeah. very big uh, meat consumption. Yeah. But you kind of, like, pushed him to have diverse diet. Yeah, but I think that what I did was not pushing because, like, I, I had a lot of... Um, Or I inviting saw a, more. Yeah, I saw a lot of people who were around him and were, like making fun of him in a way that like oh you don't eat vegetables what's wrong with you ha 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 but i don't i don't find that useful and what i told him like i remember this time this first time they made him try a vegetable that he really didn't like was when there was raw cauliflower served as a snack on one event and i told him like i promise you this is so much better than all the boiled cauliflower you've ever gotten um because i love it and Every person who I've offered it to before is always surprised that you can eat cauliflower raw and it's so good. And, well, not every person. Some people know that. <laughs> But the thing is, like, he was very surprised and he was very, uh, he really enjoyed it. And I think, like, after, you know, after living for a while, we cooked together and, you know, he, he discovered new foods through it, you know. And I think that's the way to go, not, like, tell someone you have to change because nobody's ever gonna change just because you tell them to there's a statement that you told me before sometimes we're judging people how healthy they are because of how they look mm -hmm. because sometimes the skinnier the skinniest you look the healthier people think you are yeah except when you get too skinny then exactly. it's also like bad <laughs> yeah no that's a that's a really a paradox what would you say about that i think it's i think it's ridiculous that we judge people based on how they look um, and we don't have any like basis for it you don't know if the person who is overweight or obese is healthier or less healthy than the like average weight person um, and also you don't know if that very skinny person is healthy you know you cannot just estimate these things based on how people look like you have to really look at their health indicators which you cannot do if you're not a doctor so and also like what's the point of it at some point you know like you tell someone you're unhealthy and you know what what does that give them you know i i mean i understand if you're concerned about a friend or something and i think that's a different case and then you have to tackle that with care and be like discussing with them about it or open to them about it but like really be aware who you talk to the, these things mm. about because they can be and more how damaging you, say it, you know in general mental health is really linked as well to how we look because i think the person is already very aware of mm -hmm. of the aspect they have you know exactly. so if you're like because some people don't don't do it in purpose i discussed this with a friend and i was like We have to go back to the gym, you know, like, yeah. because we can, I can see the difference, but he's a friend of mine. So mm -hmm. I was like, it's fine. But if I would see this random person in the street and be like, hey, you look a little, a bit chubby. <laughs> What are you eating? I think the person would be like, that really hurts, you know? Yes. So we should really be careful how we, how we're judging people also because of how they look, you know? Yeah. But I also think even with friends, sometimes you don't know exactly what is 
behind their thought process or even with family. Like a lot of people do it because they think they're taking care of the other person, but you have to be very careful. Um, I would just like really, you know, maybe ask if they want to talk about it or something like that. Like, not like, do you want to talk about that you're fat? (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe wait until someone tells you about it, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. You don't always have to ask, you know, and and it's not your business (laughs) most of the time. (laughs) Exactly. So, Hannah, what did you eat today? Me? Yeah. Oh, I didn't eat so healthily today. <laughs> I was in a hurry a lot during the day. But uh, anyway, that's <laughs> beside the point. Um, but uh, what I was also going to say is that actually it is proved that some obese people are healthier than some people who are like normal weight, as we call it. So mm, how, how come? It's also like not uh, completely like everything is clear and people are still different, you know, and it's also matters a lot. It's like a mix of all kinds of their lifestyle, their physical traits and their mental health, you know, because it's also, for example, if you have some type of uh, physical illness, it can make cause you a lot of problems in a lot of other fields uh, of health and it can bring you da- more down in general and, and bring everything else with it. Like, for example, like if stu- when students have a super stressful period, they don't really think about what they eat. You know, often they either don't eat at all or eat a lot of junk food. And it's because you have like this mental burden. So you're not focusing on the other thing and these things influence each other. So that's why I cannot say like why some obese people are healthier because you don't know what's the background. Um, But it's also true that in some cases, weight and the fat and your body consistency itself is already uh, defense for some diseases, like for osteoporosis. It's better that you're obese than that you're um, too too linear. But it's, you know, it's not like we can make a diagnosis based on your looks. That's, That's my whole point. For people that want to be sure if they're healthy, what should they do? Maybe how many times per year should we go to the doctor? Well, I I don't think I can say how many times per year you should go to the doctor because it also depends on what's your previous medical history and so on. But I think that you should not be afraid to go to the doctor if there's something wrong. Um, and when it comes to nutrition and so on, I also think like sometimes maybe if you feel like maybe you're not eating healthy you can also check in with a nutritionist i know it's also like nutritionists are not the most accessible um it is for most people because because in most countries it's not like you can uh, you can get it for free in the healthcare mostly you have to pay for it and of course it's expensive but if you want to like really evaluate how well you're doing with your diet i would also just suggest to start from looking up on your government's website what they consider healthy food because the government recommendations are based on a lot of uh, scientific data plus also um, accommodations for your country. And it doesn't mean that you have to eat exactly like the government says. Like my government also suggests me to be an omnivore, but I'm vegan. So it's not like you have to do everything by the book. But uh, at least to this way you can educate about different food groups, about different micro and macronutrients uh, and so on and um, get a bit more knowledge about the topic from like a more trustworthy source. Because mm. 
there's so much wrong information out there. That's why I suggest like public information. Also, you can check at uh, like non-profit organizations mm. like big nutritionist organizations or, for example, World Health Organization, I think is a very trustworthy source. I went to the nutritionist for like two months when I went, was in Peru. Of course, when I'm in Peru, my mother and my family in general, I'm eating with them. Mm -hmm. So in general, I'm really controlling what I'm eating. But it's really hard to maintain a diet. Uh, you were telling me this, that like the best diet is the diet that you can... L like live forever with, yeah. that it lasts a lifetime. The thing is that diets in the sense of I'm going to do this diet that lasts for two weeks or one month or whatever. Like, I'm going to do this diet until I reach this kilogram of body weight. Like, all of these, they don't work. Like, if you look at any data on diets, they don't work at all. And it's... If you start realizing what that means, it's kind of mind-blowing to see how many diets there are in the world. And they work in the sense that, yes, you might get to this weight, but you will always get the weight back. And then you just have these fluctuations that are even worse for your body because it means your body needs to constantly readjust and uh, like make it suitable for you to live. Um, so only way to change your diet is to like change it in a way that is really sustainable for you and you can live with it's so also that very means, progressive yeah well <laughs> that that also means like you should eat what you actually like and what makes you happy and what keeps you healthy at the same time well oh, it's easy to say right <laughs> <laughs> and what if you like something that doesn't how to cut off the bad habits because th that's also something that is like the basis of the problem that we have some bad habits that we can't cut off. I, I have a friend that she loves to eat like uh, chips. Mm -hmm. She loves it. Like I also love chips, to be honest. She loves it. So she's like, if we if we go to another country, she's gonna check the flavors, you know, because there's like that's like, what I do. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, I think that this, in this sense, the key is moderation, and I think it's important because I feel like if I would tell myself you can never eat chips again, it would make me so sad. Because I love chips, you know. But I think what's important is you can eat them. But it's important that you realize that your body... Like, why are you doing this whole thing? Like, why do you even want to be healthy? Why do you want to, you know, eat healthy? It's like, your body is your... Well, is you. <laughs> and and you need... Your body is your temple, people. Yeah, people <laughs> say that. But I, but I, I don't really... True. I mean, it's kind of true, but I'm not sure I like the comparison <laughs> with a temple. Well, I like to say that we are a piece of art. I, I like to compare it to when I'm painting something, I'm mm -hmm. really taking care of it. I'm really making sure that it looks the best as it can. So I think we should do the same with us. We should really treat ourselves like we deserve it, because that's the thing. You mm -hmm. should look at the mirror every day and be like, I'm not doing exercise because I hate myself, but actually because I love myself. I'm eating healthy because I love myself and I want to prevent many diseases yeah. and all of this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's there's many reasons somebody could do it, you know, and and it I think with food is kind of like okay, with exercise, the thing is if you don't like running, you don't have to go running. 
but probably there is at least one type of exercise out there in the world that you actually will like to do. And that's the thing you should do because and it you can will make you happy. And you can also do it in teams of two if you prefer, you know. <laughs> yes, you can do team sports. You can play football. <laughs> like, whatever whatever you like, you know. And the f- food with food is also kind of, you know, you can choose what you like. I mean, if you really hate zucchini, then just don't eat zucchini, you know. Of course, it's a healthy healthy vegetable but there are other vegetables so um i think that's also the thing i mean but also i don't have a magic key of like how to not eat chips anymore (laughs) (laughs) and maybe we can talk about uh one of the last projects you've been working on you told me about this uh rehab no it's a reformulation of foods well it's kind of a project that um the idea is that a lot of what we eat is very processed and the manufacturers kind of decide how they do it. So normally they do it what sells the best, which is the most tasty, but it can also be quite unhealthy. But it's also that sells the best in the sense that they can keep it on the store longer because it's like uh, preserves longer. So they put a lot of additives, a lot of sugars, a lot of salt, a lot of fat extra there that is like not an integral part of the food itself. So the idea of food reformulation is to reduce the extras that are put in by manufacturers. And and that's, that's the whole idea. Um, what I would also like to say is that in general, it's better to eat less processed food. In general, that's a good idea. But Can I also think some? like less processed food. Yeah, some processed food that we are always eating. Well, chips. <laughs> but for example, also like corn. we're not against chips in this podcast. <laughs> no. We love them. If I wasn't, if I wasn't uh, sick of my stomach, I would be. I would give you. Some <laughs> it's fine, um, but yeah, there's also like cornflakes. Um, I mean, even burgers. Like uh, burgers are not like a very pure product of meat. You know, they're very processed uh, already. Um, I don't know, like most of the things we eat in that comes in a package is processed. In general, it's better to eat less processed food. But I'm also not saying that you have to only eat stew that's made out of 10 different vegetables, you know, like <laughs> this is a bit of a, a wild... <laughs> Go to the go to the woods and just like hunt your <laughs> meal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, so it's it's there's a lot of different nuances that. Uh, no, but I was play. actually you were telling me about these um, guidelines for alcoholic people. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's also um, so I did some research recently about how to um, if you are an alcoholic in recovery. Uh, then how is better to uh, what what's the best thing for you to eat? So the thing is that uh, what I saw through that is that of course I knew alcohol was bad. Like I think that's the fact everybody knows. And when I was studying, I also learned a bit more, but I didn't really remember everything. So what I learned from there was that really alcohol has a lot of effect on your body. And there are these uh, primary and secondary responses that your body has to the alcohol. So primary comes like directly from the alcohol and secondary is like more 
like second <laughs> secondary effect <laughs> of the alcohol yeah so for example your body if you consume a lot of alcohol um in the beginning uh well that's like generalized but in the beginning people will start to gain weight because they will consume a lot of calories from alcohol in addition to what they eat um and after like you drink more and more alcohol they will start substituting food with alcohol which is when the nutrition issue gets really bad because that means like you don't get any of the nutrients because alcohol doesn't have any nutrients so um you're just and your body also cannot like even the nutrients that you're eating because you're consuming so much alcohol and some of your bodily functions are not working properly even the nutrients that you are eating you might not be able to really um absorb them yes absorb them mm -hmm. exactly so um yes so there's a lot of effects and i think that like most what i found is that there is some different types of vitamins and micronutrients that you have to really um follow a bit more um, if you are a recovering alcoholic because there there's some that are more likely to be very low but in general it's just important to eat a healthy diet that is rich in nutrients and not to like limit your food because a lot of people also like uh, you know when they start gaining weight because of alcohol they will start limiting food because they feel like oh limit no I'm alcohol. going fat you know <laughs> um, and it's not it's actually like you know in that case it's better to be like fat <laughs> than rather to be like undernourished and, and even like some of the research I found said that um, uh, especially women who are recovering alcoholics, they have uh, issues with, uh, with a recovery diet because they will start gaining weight. And gaining weight is considered so bad in our world that you don't even realize that this weight gain might be good for you. It might be important for your body. But people are so focused on that gaining any weight is bad. So that they they might even, you know, go back to their old habits, which is like much worse than your, for your health. And this is also a huge other topic is like people think gaining weight is always bad for your health. While they don't even like gaining weight has gotten so bad in itself. They don't even re think about it anymore, you know, in a objective way of like why gaining weight is bad or not. Do you have some explanation of why some some bodies were like you are gaining weight because that's weight you should have actually? Yeah, I mean there ca there can be you know these cases um, <laughs> like nowadays there's a lot of people who have very restrictive diets and then you know they come off these diets and you know you gain weight because it's your natural weight or a lot of young women have the struggle that they were. Like when they were teenagers, they gained like they they weighed less, and then they gain weight while they get a bit older, which is also natural. But they think like, oh no, I'm getting fat, and you cannot say that in general. Like um, always gaining weight is bad. Um, it's more like you have to follow yourself and see like what's the underlying reason maybe for your gaining weight. Like if you're gaining weight, but you're eating healthy and you're moving um not even doing like wild sports but just like moving a lot like maybe you walk maybe you know and and if you feel like you're 
general like everything else is fine in your life you're not like super mentally stressed or um like having mental issues then maybe the weight gain is just there you know like uh it it doesn't have to be extremely bad it's very interesting how we see our like how we're so judgy about mm -hmm. how we look but we're not really looking at what we eat in general yeah exactly or th there is something that my mom would always say uh, she would mm -hmm. always say If you don't eat the breakfast, if you don't eat your breakfast, you will oh, you will get all that fat in your body. Is that true? Like mm, I don't even know where that comes from. Yeah, well, <laughs> This I is mean, the first time we hear because it. like I know some friends that they actually don't eat until their body tells them to eat. You know, mm -hmm. and I think that that's actually because we're we're used to hear this like statement that we should eat five times per day because our metabolism is faster if we eat five times per day mm -hmm. but that's the that's kind of like the mentality of losing weight as well but sometimes we're also eating a lot of things that we don't need you know yes i feel like i mean it's the best to be honest if you can listen to your body and say like oh i'm hungry and i will eat but i think that the only danger there is that right now we have so much Like, we are so much conditioned to the idea of, like, you should not gain weight and you should eat less and just be very careful and be very restrictive so that sometimes it's hard, you know, to say, like, are you really hungry? Because sometimes we lose track of uh, our own, like, body feelings. Um, and uh, also, like, also it goes the other way. If you're used to eating a lot, a lot, Because maybe you say like eating five times a day because then your also body forgets sometimes how to feel hunger. I don't like that's not a scientific term, but <laughs> but like I've but also it's heard true. from your, your stomach uh, shrinks. Yeah, it can shrink or it can expand. Um, it can it adjusts like our bodies are good in a way that they really adjust to different kinds of things, uh, but that doesn't mean it's always good for them. Um, and I also know like uh, people who I knew personally who were like going to this weird diets and then after like a long time after the diet they were like wow now I remembered what it feels like to be hungry because they forgot about it totally. because they were like so focused on what they should eat they didn't think of like what they want but there to are make. some people that do fasting for like yeah. 15 hours yes. or like even more yeah I mean I I don't know how they do it because I'm always hungry <laughs> yes the thing is like I also know people very close to me who did like this 10 day fast or something and they only in the 10 days 10 days 10 days they eat like water tea uh, I think Yes, at some point they maybe eat like a light soup or something like that, like broth, you know. And and it's... If you look at the science behind it, in general, it doesn't say it's good. <laughs> I don't think depriving yourself of anything is good. Everything, as you say, in moderation is good, but like if you're used to something... Mm -hmm. That's why like rehab doesn't really work sometimes. It's another subject, but how some addicts go to some rehab... And they cut it from one day to another. That's not the way. They will prefer going back to their old life than actually going back to a good habit. Because no. cutting from one day to another is not a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know so much about uh, how, like, addiction recovery, let's but say. But in general, like, but, as a person. But, I mean, also in general, like, that's why I feel like the effect of, like, stop eating chips from now until forever. <laughs> it also doesn't work, you know. It's the same thing in the end. <laughs> But with fasting, like, 
There's so, so much info about it. Also, these juice cleanses, detox teas, detox diets. And the pills. Yes, the pills. Like, you don't need any of that shit. Like, your body can detox itself. That's why it has, like, all these different organs doing their job. And food that we eat is not full of some kind of toxins that you need to get rid of, you know. It's food that we eat is is food <laughs> it's there to give you energy and give you nutrition for you to live mm. um so i really don't uh, support any of that stuff <laughs> but it's also something that can't be done can't with the tea at the end uh, that's what i said progressively but some people are like yeah but if i allow myself because i was talking uh with about this with uh, the father of uh one of my friends and he was like okay you're here so we're eating like much better you know mm -hmm. like in a in a way of like preparing special dishes you know mm -hmm. so maybe a bit more like i gained like two kilos after his house mm -hmm. you know because the, the, the food was amazing but he was like i should start a diet because i'm like 50 something and uh, i'm not doing sports because i work all day long but i don't know how to keep a diet it's it's so hard to cut wine from my diet or you know stuff like that he was like I actually find pleasure in this stuff. Mm. And I was like, what about putting one day in the month that you can actually do that? Do you think that works? Like, No, I don't <laughs> think that's good. Because then you kind of label some foods as good foods and some foods as bad foods. And you create this mentality of, um, yeah, that you're still restricting yourself, you know. And if you gain two kilos... And it was because you ate some special food. It's also like this. People are obsessing about, oh my God, I eat so much on Christmas. Now I have to go on a diet. Like, it was Christmas. <laughs> it's just Christmas, you know, like even if you ate too much, it's going to go away over time when you go back to your normal eating totally. habits. Like it doesn't, you don't have to do something super special for it. And I mean, probably gaining two kilos is not going to change anything in your life. And I mean, it's of course hard to change your lifestyle it's hard to change your diet but that's why i think it's more about exploring your options instead of like restricting so mm. instead of like thinking oh i will stop uh eating this junk food you're more like oh let's explore what are the healthy options i like and that's actually like what helped me to go vegan was that i never felt it was too hard because i felt like I like to cook and I want to explore new dishes and I learned a lot of new dishes, like recipes also that I never cooked. what you were telling me the other day, that yeah. this test that your father got for allergies. Yes, and you were you, the, in, It was an intolerant test. You were actually checking how food affected you, right? Yeah, so there's these intolerance tests. Um, they're different from allergy tests. So they're two different types of things. Allergy tests you can do at the doctor and... Uh, you should trust what they say. With intolerance tests, it's a bit vague. If you Google intolerance test, you will already see, like even in normal Google, you don't have to read scientific articles, that they are a bit shady because there's not like super certain science behind that. And they often show things that you eat more as things that you're intolerant to. Of course, I'm not saying that I think that the intolerant, a lot of people have intolerances to foods that they don't even know. Um, like also the test told me like I'm intolerant to milk and I knew it already because of my body reactions to milk I and I avoid milk. Um, but I don't think you should 100% follow what the test says. 
because also I there I was also intolerant to a few other things and I was like okay I'm gonna try it because I have this very like I'm gonna try this out mentality and I tried it <laughs> <Why> out <not? laughs> um, for a few months and then I put them back in my diet and nothing happened I enjoyed the foods a lot that I had missed and then nothing happened to my body so honestly I, I don't you know and this way you can also miss out on some nutrients because you think that they might be bad for you while well, they're actually maybe Do you not. take any supplement because of being yes. vegan? I take uh, B12 and D vitamin. Um, because, well, D vitamin, honestly, in Estonia, it's recommended for everybody <laughs> because we have not so much sun. So your body doesn't get enough D vitamin. And B12, uh, because it's a vitamin that's nowadays uh, injected to animals. Um, and add it to milk, for example, and these kind of things, because people don't get it, uh, because it's a bacteria, like, B12 is produced by bacteria who live in soil, but mm -hmm. our soil right now is kind of depleted of it, or oftentimes it's not so good, so the most certain way, if you're vegan, is to take a B12 supplement. Although, like, nowadays there's a lot of foods that are fortified with different vitamins. Um, to be honest, in Germany, in DM, there's a vegetarian vegan supplement and it's very good because uh, it's very affordable, which is not what you can say about supplements in Estonia, mm -hmm. uh, which is very affordable and it has B12, D vitamin, also has iodine uh, and selenium, I think is the English name. Um, these are the things you can get from food, but they're not always easy to get um, because for example selenium you can get a lot from like some brazil nuts and some different types of things but not everybody uh, has that in mind so it's good to take and iodine is mostly you get it from iodized salt uh, and seaweed um, so it's something that people might miss if they don't know about it do you see any effect of now you're living in estonia mm -hmm. and before you were living here in belgium do you see your Your, your diet in general, like not dieting, mm -hmm. a diet, but like your your way of eating. Is it better? Is it worse? Or is it the same? It's definitely different. But the thing is that I don't think it's because of the place I live in so much, but the, also the, the stress levels. <laughs> because when I was living here, I was doing a job where I was so busy. I did not care what I eat. Like I really, I just didn't care because I was so busy all the time and now I have much more time uh, I really like to cook so I make food for myself and that's like automatically I eat healthier um, but I also well I also consume more alcohol here uh, because I was a lot around these youth organizations where it's like very common and all these kind of things so I think the environment changed a lot but also what changed is that Belgium doesn't really have so many options for vegans in when it comes especially to restaurants do you have some like places here that you can recommend to vegans here yes Liu Lin mm -hmm. is a place uh, like it's a I think it's called Taiwanese street food place um, and it's really nice uh, there's also you can eat Ethiopian um, and yeah these are like a few places but to be honest when I lived here I didn't have much money so I also didn't go out to eat a lot mm. for that reason as well so so now you're working 
normal hours like mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> so you have more time what 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 would you recommend to people that are under stress and have no time to cook and stuff like that like how you organize yourself to do it to work and eat healthy and be healthy in general it's a it's a very complicated question because it's also like i think in general there's this also this lifestyle that's called slow lifestyle and and slow mindset and all of this and i re also really like that is that i think people should not be hurrying all the time i think you should take your time and i think it's not always wise to like do five jobs at the same time just to get more money or like just do every volunteering opportunity that you can but of course i know that's also a privileged attitude because not everybody can afford to just like slow down not work or slow down or you know these things so honestly it's like everybody should do the best that they can in their situation but um well a lot of people would say like meal planning so that you prepare your meals ahead Uh, so that you know that like this way you don't get so hungry or you always have some healthy snacks with you um these kind of things um also sometimes foods that seem like they like or dishes that seem like they take a long time can also take uh like can actually take less time for example some type of dishes that you put in the oven or put on a pot and leave them for a few hours and like if you're working from home or studying or something you don't really need a lot of effort and uh it's actually you know much it can be faster than going out to the falafel totally. place if you just you know put the veggies in a pot and then then just which take are it your, out which are your healthy snacks well that's also like a, a kind of a hard question because i also know like a lot of people struggle with exactly that question i don't snack too much but in general like the healthiest snacks are fruits and vegetables um so yeah just like vegetables with hummus or fruit or whatever but you can also have like whole grain bread with also good toppings in the sense of like nutritious toppings so for example hummus or some salad on top uh, or you know tomatoes whatever you like uh nuts um uh, but not like the package of nuts <laughs> but like a bit nuts. of nuts because i feel like there's two kinds of people the kind of people who don't eat nuts and the kind of people who eat nuts and then they eat like two packages at because once it's also because we have this concept that it's healthier yeah so we are snacking on it but yeah what my nutritious nutritionist said that we should eat like uh, a handful of nuts and that's all Yeah. Because they're very fat as well, you know, yes. like, and it's not because of you getting fat, but it's also not good in excess. You yes. Know? It yeah. just takes all the nutritious part from it. Yes. The thing is like, okay, like Estonian recommendations say one to two, uh, what's it called? The soup spoon? Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the soup spoon, I think. Yes. Or the spoon. Because the other one Tablespoon. Is tablespoon. English one. <laughs> <laughs> no, tablespoon is not the little one. No, there's the big one. And the little one? teaspoon teaspoon yeah, yeah. tablespoon <laughs> <laughs> so two up to two teaspoon like tablespoons <laughs> a day is the estonian recommendation um but of course it depends again it's like what is your daily caloric intake in general like people are different um and i think it's also not like oh i i cannot eat so much you know it's, it's <laughs> but it's also you. i think it's something very personal like mm -hmm. to assess yourself of like yes okay so today i had this and you can 
allow yourself to be to have something like you know like yeah. hey right now I want to eat sushi I love sushi so yeah. sushi for me is always good but I'm like you have to variate in general mm-hmm. or like yeah. something that really helps me all the time I have something that has some chocolate on it mm-hmm. and fruits so when I want I have to go and choose what to eat I'm like hmm but you know like both are sweet but there are different kinds of sweets so mm-hmm. I eat the fruit instead of the and for me it really helps when I have it there because if I have it there I know that I can get it whenever I want. But yeah. if I don't have it, I'm like, I mean, I don't know. I'm not addicted to sugar, but it's also an addiction. You know, sugar yeah. can be an addiction. I like to know that I have the opportunity to ha- to eat it, but if I, I I don't want it and I forget that I have it. But sometimes some people say the contrary. Like, if you know that you're going to eat it, don't have it at home. Yes. Yes, it's true. I think I, that's, again, like different things work for different people. I personally also always thought like everybody says like if you if you don't if you shouldn't eat it don't have it at home and it's true but at the same time I don't want to feel like I can never buy it Mm -hmm. and I can never have it at home because then I feel again this oh I'm so like restricted in this and I cannot eat all the things that I like and sometimes I'm like even with the chips I've had like I bought buy chips and because I know I can just leave it there and then eat it later I have had a package of chips lasting for a week and I was like wow that's crazy <laughs> to my mind because I always used to be like eating so much of it because I was like oh this is the only time I can treat myself with this and that's why I also don't like this kind of but you like also weekend is a yourself. cheat day or something like but that but you also conditioned yourself to kind of punish yourself yes. you know like you're okay I'm gonna buy that and as soon as I eat it I feel a bit like I'm doing something wrong because, yes. you know, like everything, all the stigma you have behind of if I eat this, then my pants are not going to fit and then I'm going to be fat and I'm going to die alone. <laughs> yes, <laughs> not like that. Yes, but that's how people like <laughs> go super wild with these things. No, people, but- it's fine. It's really fine. <laughs> like you can eat whatever the fuck you want and it's really fine. Yeah. I mean, every time I think the best advice from a person that has no idea and is not doing it but should do it is exercise but also do what makes you happy you know what makes you happy eating always you said that attitude of discovering stuff like don't see food as a restriction but uh, as an adventure that you can actually find new stuff you can discover new colors new new tastes new textures yeah exactly and and that's like this kind of attitude that like you don't you don't have this oh treat day now I can eat these foods and otherwise I have to eat these other foods that are like so you know and then you make these foods that you might actually enjoy like vegetables you make them like oh these are the boring bad like bad tasting <laughs> foods and then on the other days I can have the good <laughs> foods you know and that's also like uh, such a messed up mindset but even with exercise, you know what was one thing that I was like uh, when I was in my master, uh, a teacher taught us and it really blew my mind was that there was a research about the healthiness of running. And they like compared the fact of, you know, if you go running, uh, they said like you live longer and they compared it and it was like true. Yeah, you can extend your life expectancy if you go running. But what was also true is that all this time that you spend running is just going to be adding to your life expectancy. So if you hate running, then there's no point to just like live longer to do something that you really hate. And it was not like 
a crazy amount of time, you know, and it was very equal. So what the <laughs> what he really said was, if you hate running, don't run, you know, do something else. <laughs> exactly. And and also what blew my mind, what I learned quite recently is that this 10,000 steps a day is completely fake. Really? It's a marketing campaign that was developed by a Japanese watch company that they had this or they had this uh, counting steps and they wanted people to, you know, like encourage them to use Use their product and count their steps. And they came up with this 10,000 steps. And actually it has been proven that already from 1,500 steps, there will be more health uh, benefits and from 4500 uh, steps the benefits will be uh, already like even like really good and then if you do more than 7500 i think was the number then you don't add more benefits you know um like health benefits so and does it actually work like those smart watches and stuff like that because i know you have one that <laughs> yes i mean i got it as a gift <laughs> um I mean, it depends on what you want to do with them. Like, for me, I used to be very, like, at some parts of my life, I was not very moving. And I have this bad habit of when I work, I don't notice anything around me. And what my watch does is that every hour it uh, vibrates for me to move. And that's also for me to just say, like, have a break. Because I tend to, like, work so long and then not have a break. And then afterwards be, like, needing a longer break. Because I'm, like, overwhelmed of all the everything I did. So I think for me it's good. Um, But I know also people who get, like, a bit obsessed with it. Like, feeling the numbers that this watch tells them to do. But... They might be completely random, you know, you don't even know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but I mean, of course, if I mean, you there like... have a lot of things that you can actually use it for. With one of my uni friends, we had to sell this watch mm-hmm. because we, were, we had to sell it. And it has a lot of things like it controls your sleep or like, I mean, your um, heart rhythm or you know measures probably yeah measures yeah, yeah. <laughs> it measures their heartbeat and it gives you some statistics and stuff like that mm-hmm. i mean it has something that can be useful we shouldn't really keep to the statement of t- ten thousand uh, steps per day but just like move because yeah. it's also good for you you know like mm-hmm. when you're always sitting like right now my my, my butt hurts you know because <laughs> I, i'm sitting all day long and yeah. when with quarantine as well i was like so tired i had mm-hmm. to buy a new chair because i was like yeah. sitting in a really bad chair and that's like oh my god like really how how yes. do we do it you know we spent most of our life sitting down yeah I, I don't know how many hours per day but yes that's also another thing like sitting so much is yeah, my partner did some research some time ago about uh, what is the best chair to sit on because we were also buying new chairs for our home because we also have to do a much more home office so we're like okay let's try to find something that's actually good for us ergonomic mm. and by the research they kind of found out like well There are chairs that are better and there are chairs that are worse. And of course, it's better if your chair supports your back. But in the end, it's also for the fact that you shouldn't sit that much. You know, like if you... But a lot of people have jobs that are sitting. I also do. So it's also about taking breaks. And now, if you are in home office, it's kind of also good because you can 
be more flexible. You can work standing. I mean, some people already have standing desks or in their offices mm. or something. Or even the, like some people even suggest, you know, when sometimes you make a call, maybe you want to lie down while you have this <laughs> online meeting and nobody sees you anyway. Totally. Like, uh, so... I mean, if I'm in my bed, I'll probably fall asleep. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no. it's also, it's, yeah, like... I think that beauty lies in diversity in general. So, yes, in general. So if I think like that's one thing that I'm I'm getting from this is that we have to, as you're saying, imagine you have to spend your whole life running and you hate running. You're mm -hmm. spending so many, like, I don't know how many years together. Yes, exactly. Doing something you hate. Yeah. So maybe let's do things that makes us feel better and, okay, not live longer. I don't know how many years <laughs> I want to live, to be honest. But... Because imagine you're like 100 years and would you like to be like older than 100 years? I think that by then I would be like, oh my God, please like just take me. I, I've seen everything. <laughs> I don't know, 100 years, like your body doesn't work the same way. I you can't eat anything. I mean, well, it's not true. Like some people are very healthy in yeah, a very true. old age. But I think it's also something that I cannot say now. You know, like all this, when I was a child, I thought when you're 30, you're already like middle-aged. <laughs> and now I feel like if you're 30, you're kind of young. <laughs> the 40s and the 20s. Yes, exactly. So so I feel like maybe if I'm 100, I'll be like, oh, I have still like so much power in me. I want to live. I yeah, want to see the world. That's the attitude, actually. Yeah. yeah. But I'm saying it because like my grandpa, he's 70-something uh, right now. Mm -hmm. And he has diabetes. Mm -hmm. So... Something that he really enjoys is eating. But with diabetes, he had to cut off, like, most of his habits. Yeah. And he eats through my eyes. He, he eats through his eyes. So yeah. he makes me eat whatever he likes. And he's, like, he enjoys it so much, but he can't eat that anymore, mm -hmm. you know? So, uh, like, sometimes he's, like... I've, I can see him very sad while in family dinners or something like that because he's, like, he can't eat anything. No. Like, no salt. Uh, no condiments in general. Like it has to be very tasteful, uh, tasteless. That's what he says. Like he eats I something mean. and he's like, "Hmm, so tasteless." You know. <laughs> I think it's also the fact that if we eat a lot of, for a long time, we eat these very um, strongly seasoned, ultra processed foods. Then we sometimes forget that also like simple foods have flavors. Mm. Um, and the people who use, f for example, a lot of salt on their food, yeah. they always need to put more salt, whatever they eat. Yeah. But the other people can find the same food tasty without adding this extra salt. That's true. So it's true that also like our body gets used to, you know, what we eat. Yeah. And like, you know, the people who eat super spicy and they love it. And then the people who cannot tolerate any spicy. Exactly. And like, I think it's, well, some of these things are also like not only about what we're used to, but... But, uh, yeah, of course it's hard to change habits. It's always it's always something uh, challenging. But there's, like, whole theories, again, about habits and how to change habits and what are good habits. And all of well, I think that's something that you develop with years. Like, mm -hmm. you have to be... You have to see what's better for you. Sometimes it's just about that. Like, I'll put my grandpa again as an example. But... Sometimes he cheats on what he eats, you know? Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> he's yeah. like, if nobody is seen, he will eat one piece of bread, you know? And we were discussing that l last year, and I was like, I'm laughing at him, and I'm like, you know that you shouldn't do that, because you're not a five-year-old that we don't have to go 
following you and he was like I don't know what I prefer quality or quantity you know uh and I was like I kind of understand but I was like I prefer quantity because I, I want your life so please like you have to be careful mm-hmm. and he's like yeah I know but like at the same time I understand you know how hard it has to be to control everything you eat all the time yeah yeah so maybe it's better to have healthier uh habits since younger And not have them when you're older, you know? Well, of course. It's always easier to prevent. start and prevent rather than, yeah, like, fix something that's already happened. Um, but, I mean, it's not like without di- with diabetes you can cannot join enjoy life, you no, know? Like, it's also... Yeah, but your grandpa's diet seems hard even for someone with yeah. diabetes. No, but, like, <laughs> but, the yeah. thing is that... Um, yeah. He has to be very careful. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not questioning yeah. his no, diet. No, no. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure if he's so strict, he needs to no, be, No, he needs know? to. But, like, yeah. because of that, I actually learned to eat with less salt. Mm-hmm. I barely put salt to my food. Mm-hmm. Really, I never... Like, sometimes I do just because of the reflex of people doing it. Like, I'm mm-hmm. like, hmm, I should put some salt. But if he doesn't have salt, I put, like, uh, I don't know, Oregon. I put, like... Um, yeah other spices yes. that are also very good and more natural like yes that's why i really have uh, i really think that like having plants you know like mm, the plants that we had before like basil herbs <laughs> herbs in general yes. <laughs> other plants are also good. <laughs> yeah. but yeah i think that that's that's yeah. something we should do well one thing what's true is that salt is also natural like the use of the word nat- word natural is also like quite messed up nowadays and not everything that's natural is bad or not everything that's natural is good. Um, but yes, it's true. Like, I think people should use much much more herbs. Like, herbs make food so much tastier. Yeah. And, and they uh, can also give that salt, right? Like Yeah, you can have it. And also, for example, what I found is that by putting some more, like, lemon or lime, it also helps sometimes to make the food more tasty without you, like, needing to put so much salt. Um, but it's yeah, it's also again something with very big habits because to be honest, I didn't know that I don't consume a lot of salt until I was cooking for people and people told me that the food doesn't have a lot of salt. <laughs> and then at some point, my mom mentioned it like, oh, I never put like uh, salt in food. And then I realized that I well, never in the sense of very little yeah. or like very yeah, rarely. So I when I was eating at home, I was not actually eating very salty but of course i mean i also ate out i ate like in canteens but it's just like for me not very salty food was also very normal mm. we have to discover little by little what is like good for you mm-hmm. what is what is the thing that actually works for you that's the, that's yeah. the thing i think but like always keep in mind the diversity and sometimes um prefer the natural thing like herbs and more veggies It's a whole world that we're missing out, I think. Yeah. I think um, we can wrap up with that. So you yes. can go with Alvaro <laughs> and I can get him his back. By the way, uh, I want to just say that if there's someone who's very interested in this topic, I've been following a lot this other podcast and it's called Maintenance Phase. And it's super interesting about all of this diet culture and our approach to fatness, mostly. That's very interesting. Yeah. Mm. Thank you for coming, Hannah. Thank you for inviting me. It was and fun to talk to you. I think that 
that's it was a normal conversation between us to be honest yeah <laughs> but so. i'm really happy and i hope to see you in estonia to be honest yes and I, I, I'm, I'm keeping this as a as a record that i will go to estonia <laughs> and i will visit you i hope you will <laughs> thank you so much for coming and well uh see you next time in this random podcast that i'm trying to build yes. <laughs> thank you bye bye, bye.